Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes. Welcome in 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. It is your honor to hear me for the next hour. Across from me is Action Jackson. Just part of the deal. A throw-in. <laughs> Package deal. Player to be named later. Welcome into the show. Once again, we got so much. We got so much. So much to get to. So and little time. And we're on high alert here for Starms. Yeah, high I would, alert. I would describe the skies as ominous. About 15 minutes ago, we were in Creve Coeur, uh, and we were looking at the, the studio's face the south, out towards uh, Olive, and facing the south, it looked like it looked like what happened right before uh, the great Judy Garland mm. was uh, was transported to uh, the land of Oz. Yeah, hundred percent. With Mickey Carroll, who would continue to carry around glossies of that moment for 90 years. Yeah, the storms are uh, impending. Little little light precipitation at the moment. No Cardinal game today. Yeah, already rained out. It has been rescheduled for May second, three oh five. Cool. May second, three oh five. No Cardinal game today, but the Blues win last night. Look at you. <laughs> I could kind of see you going into host mode there. I saw you look down. I picked up a read. I go. Jackson's got something to say. I'm anxious to hear what it is. And you just kind of repeated. Yeah, no game today. May second, and then you set me up. You put the ball on the tee for me. Yeah, it was a little handoff. Now, I'm not going to ask option. what you're watching because for the first two days of the week, you made it clear this Nets-Cavs game was going to be the focus. Yep. The decision I had last night was not necessarily Nets-Cavs at all. More so, do I watch the Cardinals and Royals or the Blues and Bruins? Yeah. And I found myself, what do you think I watched? You already heard me say it on TMA this morning. Right, so you know. so, but I'll, uh, I'll still venture to guess. Just you're just going to go into performance art like what I'm watching right now with Stephen A. Smith. Uh, the Blues and the Bees. I did watch the Blues and the Bees more. Yeah. I, I mean, there's there's the, the games, they don't matter more because, of course, they all matter equally. Right. But at this point in the season, you know, we got a little the urgency. We got, Come a, down we got a little playoff race here. Let's see what's doing. Plus, it's the Bruins. Yeah. TD Garden. There's some wonderful, wonderful memories there. And uh, and so that's what I was locked in on. And let me tell you something. These goals mm. last night, what they reminded me of back when I was playing NHL on take your pick of whatever device, sure. uh, EA Sports, and you'd go, oh, my God, I can't believe it just scored like that. And you would go back and watch the replay, yeah. you know, because I obviously didn't have any female companionship. <laughs> And, oh man, that was sick. The, the Blues hit like three of the four goals last night were in that 
you got to be kidding me. Yeah, that terrorist category. That was filthy. So you're familiar with what occurred. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. not just going to give a Pat Beverly emotion take. No, I have one in the whole story. Yeah, why don't you just it, save but... that till 11.05 for your, your secret show. All right. Um, but, you know, in between the wickets from Robert Thomas. Look at you. Look at this guy. Spin around. Look at this guy. How you doing? Chris Kerber's listening and taking notes. How you doing, 91? Only throw a top shelf. Wow. Like Don Cherry joined me for today's show. Yeah, I know Puck. Clip that off. Uh, so, yeah, the Blues get that win. I just, you know, I asked Jeremy Rutherford about it when he was on with us on Monday. And I said, what in the world happened? Because for a, and it wasn't just like a streak. We were talking on TMA this morning about it. And Doug Vaughn said, you know, at the start of the season, they looked like one of the best teams in the league. And then they just went through a bad streak. But I felt like going back to, 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 to specifically February, but even points in January, that's when we're, we're talking about the goaltending. It just it was just no consistency. Mm-hmm. Couldn't figure out who you were going to get mm-hmm. night by night. And I really do believe the season was on the brink as they were hosting the Canucks. So at this point now, it's 16 days, and they haven't lost since then. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, here's here's what I'm thinking. You want honesty in media? I'll give you honesty in media. Yeah. I'm thinking, okay, we're on 101 ESPN, home of the Blues, and this could be a situation because the Blues might not make the playoffs, and over the final month or so of the season, month and change of the season, we're going to witness a free fall. Yeah. And I was legitimately wondering how the hell this is going to play with a fan base. That's what I was thinking based on how they would handle that game against Vancouver. I felt like that was the defining moment, even though it was kind of a random Monday night game against the Canucks. And so help me since then, it's just looked like a completely different team. Now, so much of that is about what's going on with this line and with Thomas Tarasenko and Petrinevich just on an absolute heater. It is, it's something to behold oh, yeah. right now. And not just the fact that they're as effective as they are, but also the plays that they're making, even opportunities that don't lead to goals, the scoring opportunities are things of beauty. They're just in another world right now. Um, and, you know, you're, you're doing this against a team in Boston that uh, is, is one of the better teams in the league. You go into their building, you fall behind 2-1, even though it looked like you took the lead. That gets called back. And you win that game, man. And, uh, and you know, I, I, as many highlights as there were, I think my favorite one's Trent Frederick running in Tarasenko <laughs> and bouncing off of him. Yeah. And then that's setting up a power play and the Blues going on a heater themselves. Absolutely. It was just a thing of beauty. It was wonderful. And so... I am thrilled by what I've seen. I am. I don't recall too many op- uh, too many times where a team goes from kind of being on death's doorstep this late in the season. Certainly, the Blues were probably dead and buried in December, January, twenty nineteen before the run began. But this late in the season, and to, to essentially flip a switch and go into this mode, it's something else. And it's a good thing that they are because Minnesota won last night, and Nashville won last night. And here's just a brief wagering aside. And I could be wrong on this, Jackson. I don't know. But I probably will build out a spreadsheet today to do a little research on it. This is the time of year in the NHL, kind of like the second half of September in Major League Baseball, where the teams that need to win when they're playing teams that are out of it, the Blues and Bruins wouldn't fall into that category since both of them are certainly in it, uh, they are way more often than not winning those games. Mm -hmm. And the teams that are 
you know, finishing out the string, even though they might have some young guys getting more minutes than otherwise earlier in the season, they pretty much play to the expectation of the outcome of being a loss. Right. Therefore, my counsel is, yes, you're, you'll lose some of them. For example, if I'm not mistaken, the Sabres beat the Leafs last night. Blues take it on the Sabres in Buffalo tomorrow night. But more often than not, you are going to get the outcome you expect, and this is a time to capitalize. Absolutely. So do do with that what you want. Yeah, there's, be, there's my financial counsel for for wow, the day. Stuff. Be right. who's in front of you. Yeah, Thomas being healthy is just such a, a lift because he's kind of this straw that stirs the drink. It's been something else to watch here. And I'm telling you, and we talked about this with uh, JR on Monday, and I don't know where, where a lot of you listening were just individually going into the season, just real straightforward. I'm just it's like, it, it, whether they trade Tarasenko or not, that was not really what was on my mind. My thought process was he's just kind of done. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. I just mm-hmm. thought he was done. Yeah. Not because I'm like mad at him. He had all these shoulder surgeries. That's brutal. It's tough to come back from that, especially when they keep getting re-injured or botched. Whatever sure. was going on, it wasn't working, and that's why he's pissed at the Blues. And it was like, okay, great run. Won a cup, played a key role in getting him to the Western Conference Finals in 2016. God bless. Thank you, number 91. You know, it's over. Injuries happen. And to see what he is doing, just never saw it coming. So couldn't have been more wrong on that. Speaking of being wrong and right, where do we stand on Predictionary? Because I might be throwing another one around here. I feel like I'm on a bit of a heater with golf. I know I said Justin Thomas top 10 at the Masties. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where, is my record 7-4? and four? That's what I think it is. Uh, it is. Now that JT did not finish. He did finish top 10. Don't mess with my record. I will come over there and not do anything. He did finish top 10 in that. So we are currently sitting at five and three. Okay, this now that we need to have, have an audit. It's the uh, that's the right number. Four, six and three. My apologies, six and three, and then you get to seven and three if Jack Flaherty uh, gets five innings per game before June first. Wow. So there's that's the official predictionary stance. I'm okay. But the under on that though. Right. Okay. I don't like that one because that means I got to kind of pull against it. Yeah, I hear you. But I got to tell the but people. But even then, you're six and four, so you're still profitable. Hey, Tim, Nick Letty's not getting enough credit for stabilizing the blue line, especially with Krug out. Yeah, and the crew goal—that was something else. It was like an accident, and then he just finds a little room, and then how do you do? But yes, that's a good point because I think I think if if Letty comes over, and that's exactly when the run happens. But Letty was there for that debacle against Carolina on that Saturday night. But since then, you're exactly right. And now you get Krug back, and you see how that played out last night. He was all over the place, man. He was a... Uh, let's see. The flashbacks to the Cup were a nice touch, too. Kudos to Bailey's, a.k.a. <laughs> Bally's. Also, Baruby is the greatest. He has no problem sitting a non-performer no matter what the contract. That is from the 314. Hey, guys, remember when that texter questioned 90s leadership? That person can get the F out of here. That's from the 636. That was about one day's worth of topic Yeah. on that. Yeah. Um, but that stuff pops up. At that, I, I understand, especially considering the guy, you know, wins the, the Stanley Cup uh, here in Conn Smythe and, and, you know, is, is a made man in St. Louis like Freeze, like Maroon, forever, that you get frustrated when you're just going, okay, what in the world is going on? Why are they losing these dog crap teams? Why is this team that looks so good falling out of the playoffs and it's happening so quickly so you just start spinning around and pointing fingers? So I understand that. I understand that. I expected them, if they were to right the ship, 
to to get it back, but not to this level. This mm-hmm. has been something else. Right. I mean, you go up to Edmonton and Calgary, and you get three or four points there, especially getting that one point in Edmonton. I felt like it was a huge moment. And you go to Boston, and you win that. You come back against Minnesota on Friday night. You have to play the very next night. Granted, it's against the Islanders, and they played the night before too. But still, I mean, this has just been damn impressive. And it's exciting, especially because we are on the precipice of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, yes, when the choice came, and I had seen on the Twitter tweets, because I was at my son's T-ball practice, just an absolute clinic in fundamentals, <laughs> uh, that Albert Pools hit a home run. And I'm like, okay, I got the Cardinals and Royals and Pools hit a home run, and I got the Blues and Bruins, and I chose Blues and Bruins. That's what I chose. And I'll be honest with you, the Cavaliers and the Nets didn't even cross my mind. And I'm not saying that to endear myself to this audience. Right. I am saying it as an honest Gentlemen, sure. were you 100% on the Cavs and Nets? Were you all in? Like commercial breaks, you're like, nah, I'm not going to go and watch oh, them. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm, I, my TV situation is different than like having cable where you can flip channels. I'd right. have to leave you the You as a Ledoux grad have somebody who flips them for you. <laughs> and he was off. Um, but no, I, I'm in all the apps, so I'd have to leave the app. And you, and get, you can't be bothered. Well, you get an ad every time you open up, like whether it be Bally's, the TNT app, ESPN app, you get an ad before the game starts. So by the time I got the app closed. As much as I want to make fun of you, I agree. It's right. a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So it I'll is just, it absolutely. It's like when I want to watch a video on ESPN.com. Right. And it's like they play like a 60-second. Who's running the, the, the campaign there? I know, for a like 15 That's not second. how you monetize digital co- content from an opti- optimized standpoint. You don't run 60-second pre-rolls. Right, it's ridiculous. Hey, the people at YouTube have clearly figured it out. What are they doing? They're not running 60-second spots. Let's no. get it together up there in Bristol. All right, uh, we'll take a commercial break, and we will talk about the Cardinals. Cardinals game, once again, rained out today and rescheduled against the Royals for May 2nd at 3.05. Albert Pujols hits number 680. Dan McLaughlin, friend of the program, with the call, wonderful call. We'll talk about the Redbirds and the festivities. And also, Jackson's got his list of questions. And once again, you've done it again. You make me go in the tank. You make me go in the tank. You can text in 65780, Air Comfort Service text line. My name is Tim McKernan. You are listening to Lil Tex and Hot Love. Howdy, folks. (laughs) And Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back, 101 ESPN. Tim McKernan, Action Jackson with you to the top of the hour. Then it's BK and Ferrario. I think this is a text that's, you know, I don't mean, the last thing I want to do here, because we're really guests at 101 ESPN. But I think this is right on target. And I'm sure Alex Ferrario is kind of wondering after that breakdown from Jackson on the Blues victory in Boston last night. Hot love. Since Lil Tex is clearly a hockey guy now, do you think Alex Ferrario's job's in jeopardy at all? I would love to hear you breaking down the Blues on the postgame show. <laughs> oh, man. I would need a script. <laughs> Someone to write the script. Um, but I could deliver. Ah, are we? I just saw we're on YouTube now, and I now I see how visually appalling I am. Oh, this is cool. No, it's not. If I were taller with a head of hair, it'd be cool. Right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we just it's like, got... like a little goblin invaded the studio <laughs> and has got a microphone. But he's got takes. <laughs> yeah, I do have takes. I got takes galore. Last night, we had a gym dandy at Bush Stadium. Action Jackson, friend of the show, Dan McLaughlin on the call as Albert Pujols comes to the plate. Does it back in? Inside- 
Look at that. Not what bad. a wonderful call. Yeah, what a great moment. Super cool. Super cool to see a lot of those guys in the dugout who are so excited about it. Yadier Molina, of course, super excited about right. it. Um, and I was thinking as I was watching him go through the uh, the line, high-fiving when uh-huh. he got back in the dugout, how many of those guys were so excited about it to witness what is, you know, baseball history in some sense that right. he's back in St. Louis hitting that home run. And a lot of them were probably, you know, in middle school or high school when— For sure. And maybe even younger, actually. Right when the last time he had home run in St. Louis was, which was September of 2011, for a regular season game. Of yeah. course, he enjoyed Game 3 of the 2011 World Series quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, that was – that really – it's it stood out to me here both with – we were watching it at Ballpark Village for the home opener. Yeah, yep. And seeing him at the plate more so than the introduction when it was him, yep. Wainwright, Molina, but just seeing him at the plate and how that – it just took me back yeah. and takes me back a decent way because you're going back to 2001 to see that and to see it. And it's not like an old timers game. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to it last night, seeing that, I mean, this for as much as and I will just continue because it, it, but it's smart business. I get what they're doing. I still wish they would upgrade the uh, roster as opposed to just marketing the farewell tour, mm-hmm. but whatever it's smart business. I understand it. Um, but he's just not here to be a, a ticket sale driver. Right. He's going to be productive Absolutely. from that side of the plate against left-handed pitching. Uh, and you saw it last night, and he does his work, and it wasn't just that at bat. So he was hitting the ball hard, and he was on base multiple times, and that leads to Kisner's three-run home run. Uh, the, the tough thing that I think the Cardinals are going to kind of run into, it's not necessarily Ali Marmol, but the organization – it's clear that when fans buy tickets, there is an expectation they're going to see him. And right. this isn't all 40,000. And they did have 40,000 there for a Monday night game against <laughs> the Royals. Crazy. Uh, that he's going to be in the lineup. And I think people are a little irritated when he's not. Uh-huh. But from a baseball standpoint, I don't know how responsible it is to have him in there right. if it's right-handed pitching. Right. I get the element of wanting to see him i want to time it out so if when i take my son to his first game this year he'll be in the lineup yeah, against the try to pick a left and that's the thing so yeah. i'll have to like scope for a left-handed <laughs> pitcher that's right. what i'm gonna have to do right um but i i like what the cardinals are doing you know we're just a few games into the season here but i like that they're not just throwing him in there all the time yeah you i go, think it's go out to win the game right i think they did on opening day because you don't want to break the streak 100 percent, and that made all the sense in the world right. and i have zero issue yeah, with it cool. but my point on it is this guy's not just out there willie mazing in center field with the mets he's going to bring something to the table so now jackson we're sitting at 680 and there's still a lot of baseball left. Ton, ton. And the way can he, he get there in 2022? The way he hits lefties, and that swing yesterday was so smooth, so it just nostalgic. Like it looked like you know he had never left. Truly, Danny Max, right? Like it, it felt like that was just like it felt right. And so if he keeps hitting lefties like this, and when he gets his chance against righties, I don't see why he can't get 20 more. I don't see why I can't get to I, I, Let me put it this way. If you're giving me even odds, I don't know what I would do. Even odds is tough. 
That's a tough I don't call. know what I would do. I don't know. Call. I really don't know what I would do. I, I, I certainly don't want to bet against it because I want to see it happen. Uh, hey, where can we get, go to see you cute boys on YouTube? Thanks. That's from Gary Gaetti. I don't believe that's the real Gary Gaetti. Be fun if it was. Sure? We'd like to have him join us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't believe we are up. We are not on I YouTube. I see Jamie Rivers is on YouTube right now. Hey, Jamie. Is, can he hear us? He can. Oh, he can. <laughs> How about that? Can we talk to him? Can he talk to us? This is great. This is an exciting thing. Is his yeah. mic on? Jamie? Can you t- Gentlemen, balloon play. Hey, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so rare to to be looking over this way and talking with somebody who's knowledgeable about hockey because usually I'm looking at Jackson but you're over him so I now can have a knowledgeable conversation. That felt like a shot. It was a shot. It was it was a direct shot. Clearly a shot. What's going, what, 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 what's going on? This is great. Uh, yeah, on? I'm uh, I'm joining you guys from uh, sunny, well maybe not so sunny Buffalo, New York today. Yeah, uh, Western New York. Got a bit of a off day, optional practice, and so Mike Ryder and I were just. Uh, Working away here to get me ready so that I could be a part of the fast lane today. Oh, so this is a test, and I'm just basically stealing some of your time now. <laughs> yeah, you're you're my test. <laughs> <laughs> well, while I got you, what you th- last night? Those were like it was like a highlight reel fest festival of goals. Yeah, I, I think the uh, the biggest thing for the Blues was they scored early. They certainly didn't want to give one back as fast as they did. I yeah. Mean, before we were even sitting down, it was one 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 at the Boston Garden. Uh, but no, look at, I think the blues, what they're, what they're able to do is they're able to score goals this year. And, you know, Billy Huso was fantastic yesterday. Second period was, uh, was not a work of art for the St. Louis blues by any means. And Craig Bruby would tell you that himself, but they managed to get through it enough and then score a couple of goals at the end of the period. And then third period, just pour it on again. I mean, it's a lot to handle. You got three lines that are balanced. that can score goals. They've got weapons all around them. Uh, that Boston Bruins team is no joke. Right. Yet they had their hands full the entire night with the Blues offense. That's a great win. I'm curious what your opinion is on this because I felt like one of the low points was uh, that Saturday night home game against the Hurricanes. Then it just got worked over. And it was kind of spiraling at that point. But then they came out and they beat the Canucks, and that's where the run started. I believe it's 8-0-1 since that night. What what have you noticed if there are any specific things either on the ice or if you're aware of anything that's gone on off the ice that, that has led to what has been a, a huge turnaround? Well, yeah, that Carolina Hurricanes game, man, I was working that game between the benches, and I thought, oh, boy, we're in one here tonight <laughs> because they were all over the Blues. And, you know, certainly the score at the end, a couple empty netters, it always makes it look a lot worse. But for the first half of that game, the Blues were, were you know, they weren't competitive with the Hurricanes. Now, the second half, they did much better. In the third period, I thought they owned the play for the most part. But, yeah, that was the wake-up call. That was like the leather glove slap in the face, you know, wake-up time for the Blues. And since that moment, what I've seen is a team that's playing a lot smarter with the puck. They're managing the puck a lot better. They're not turning it over at the blue lines. Uh, And I've seen a team that's competing and getting in on the forecheck and disrupting. And that's the one thing Craig Berube always says is we need to get on the forecheck and disrupt the other team and get the puck off of their stick and make them uneasy. And that's what they've been doing. And by getting in there and, and having five guys in on the attack, what happens is you close out all the gaps then at that point. So the other team can't make one pass and beat three guys and be off to the races because they always have a blues player in their face. And that's been making the difference. You know, you get in the saves from both goaltenders in in the last couple of games, Billy Husso and and for a long stretch here. And then the scoring, you know, I feel like every single player is on some kind of a goal scoring streak right now. There's like Robert Thomas, Tarasenko, Buchnevich, all these guys have, have point streaks going and that's always a good problem to have. It's fun to watch right now, uh, and uh, you will be on the fast lane from Buffalo. Uh, I know you would love to have a full day off in Buffalo to enjoy the uh, the sights and sounds, 
but you will be you will be on the on the uh, broadcast today here from two to six from the uh, hotel room. I guess is that where we is that where you're? Yes, yeah, I'm I'm lodged up here in the hotel room. The hotel room's quite pretty, actually. I forgot just how spoiled these NHL guys really are. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice setup. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice setup. Uh, thanks for popping on here. I basically just saw you pop up, and I go, "Oh, look!" And then I could tell you no heard problem. us, and I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna take advantage of this." I appreciate it, man. Well, thanks for letting me hijack a piece of your show. Oh uh, no, it was great to have you on. Thanks, Jamie. There he All is. All right, take care, guys. Thanks, Jamie, Jamie Rivers of the uh, Fast Lane and on the road with the Blues. He was on the call last night on the telecast of the Blues victory. Ah, great to have him on. How about that? That was a nice, nice little, little impromptu yeah. drive-by guest. Yeah, that oh, was nice. I didn't, I didn't know what happened. I just saw him pop up in there. Well, I, the, now it's back to seeing me, and I'm self, self, self-loathing. God, I need to, go, I need to get in the sun. <laughs> Beard looks maybe, good. Maybe I, maybe I need to get... Do you, th- do you think anybody had noticed if I started wearing a toupee? Do you think anybody had noticed? No, I think you just walk in <laughs> and you don't say anything to anybody... The compliments come in. You say, "I don't know what you're talking about." No, I just, yeah, I just and didn't get it. You just didn't get cut yesterday, right? You just, yeah, exactly. Like I, I took a good shower. Like that's all it is. It, yeah. And so, yeah, I think, I think you come in here looking like a chia pet. <laughs> God. Oh, if I grew this out, I don't even know what it'd look like. It'd be so. It'd be worse than what it looks like now. Would it be patchy or just the hairline wouldn't be good. <sighs> uh, patchy. Okay. It'd be patchy. Yeah, that's probably worse than it. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, I mean I'm all I'm, I'm all right, but I just don't see myself usually. Right, 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 right. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. alarming. Yeah, well, and it's you know what it is, pasty AF. Oh. That's what I would describe. Maybe I should be now known as pasty AF and more, yeah. hot love or little text, whatever the hell the thing is. Preaching the choir there. Uh, hey guys, was that really Gary Gaetti? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll still have to confirm that. Great get having Jamie Rivers on live. Nice. Well, I'll be honest. Thank you. That's very kind of you. However, that was just Jamie and Mike Ryder came in here and set it up, and I saw him pop up, yeah. and me having zero self-awareness, I'm like, ah, why don't you come on the show? And he was he was just polite enough to humor me and how, do it. How about that level of show prep? Hours before their show begins. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. <laughs> as somebody perturbed. who walks in at 7.05 every day for a show that starts at 7 and been yeah. doing that since 2004, I'm a little, right. like that's, little, little uncomfortable with yeah, that. It's not our modus operandi. Uh, let's see. DJ Pasty AF No Cap Lit at Bus and Bra. That's from the Whoa. 636. Oh. <laughs> uh, Tim, how often do you buff your head? Uh, is it a, uh, and this is not a joke. I've never buffed my head so what is that you take like a actual like, yeah what how would that work and, and what, you put what, it on your skull and what i bet guys do that i'm sure well that's but i I'm, wonder i wonder what like the the liquid is that you would put on there for the buffing process i don't know like i just shave it with this thing and mm-hmm. it's really easy and it doesn't hurt at all right 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 it takes not and too i long. trim my beard huh. it still is honestly it's a little too much for 45 year old married guy <laughs> like who am i doing this for right. you know well, I know my wife's already, you know, she, right. you know, she, you know, it can't possibly be into this, so I'm just, I'm just kind of cleaning up. Right, every day with the head. It, the every other day okay. at the most. Okay. Yeah. Because gotcha. yeah, again, not... I don't want to see what comes out. Right. That's the whole goal. Right. Yeah. Maybe we should. Maybe we should start buffing. See what but that does. What is? For you. What are you like? Wax? Is there wax? <laughs> Butch wax, probably, and you just shine it up. <laughs> oil, Tim. You use oil. Thank you. Like uh, that's from oil? the. Three one four. I don't know. I'm very smart. There is beard oil. Maybe for I sure. Use some that, of that makes it softer, right? So then I got a shiny head, shiny lopsided head. 
And then what you put the tube on. Then you put to on the draw piece. Atten- here, take a look at my misshapen cranium. Let me draw attention to it so when it lights up, you, you'd have to notice right, it. Right, right. Well, usually we're in a cap, so it's not even usually an issue. Sometimes I go cap, sometimes I go no cap. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Something or someone like Jamie has to save this show on a daily basis, except it's spelled like stolen bases. Ah, yes. Well, grammar's difficult. Uh, how much money would it take for Dr. Schaefer's to buy the Pelicans. Fun non sequitur. I enjoy a good non sequitur in the Air Comfort Service text line. Boy, would I like that. You would be in the, heaven. They have to change the name and uniforms and logo and everything like that. But then I'm in. I'm in. You're in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You will contribute some of your wealth. I would hope that they would go back to the Spirits of St. Louis. That's like the coolest Marvin name Barnes. ever. Yeah, it's the coolest name ever. Same uniform, too, just a little more updated. Jackson's trying to force it in. I'm not going to let it happen. We had Jamie Rivers on, a surprise appearance, and uh, this segment from my point, the uh, high point. High point in the three and a half oh, yeah. months of we're this. Oh, yeah, we're on the uh, Yeah, descent. the only place to go is to go down now. Uh, all right, so what your grandma think coming up, plus uh, Jackson's uh, many questions, and I haven't even gotten to them yet. Point being, uh, with regards to the Albert Pujols thing, yes, the marketing is nostalgic. I get it. It's a good strategy. If I were in charge, that's what I would be doing, too. It's very smart. But he's not just here for nostalgia purposes. I think he's going to be an asset. You saw it last night. It wasn't just the home run. He didn't run into one. He hit a few balls hard. Yeah. And, uh, I, man, I'm telling you. They go, okay, you got to put $100 down right now. He gets to 700 He doesn't get to 700 I really don't know where I would go. And I'm taking emotion out of it. I really think he can get there. Yeah. I, I really know. do. Like, it I, I wouldn't surprise me if he's at 790 by, or excuse me, 690 by June 30th. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but it's it's basically two and a half months. Yeah. That's like why the home run He's every... kind of just up there to do that. Yeah, that would basically be like a home run once a week. He can do that. Yeah, I know it's not unreasonable. It really isn't unreasonable. And then you go, okay, you got three months to get another 10. Right. And, you and he's not going to be in the field getting hurt. That's why. Exactly, too. And not, you're not getting gas probably much. I think. I think a home run a week is very feasible. I don't know. I don't know. Man, it'd be super cool. Like what a 12 great at bats a week. What a great thing. It. All right. Uh, it's Balloon Party, 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Jackson with him. Mike Ryder, executive producer, came in here, moved the camera to be a shot from behind, which highlighted Jackson's bald spot. And I'm now back from a brief trip to the restroom in the commercial break, and I see that Jackson's changed the camera. I don't think you have the authority to do that, and I will be passive-aggressively submitting an anonymous complaint to management. So just so you know, that's coming. That's cool. That's cool. Me and my counsel will be ready. Are you in denial of your bald spot, bro? No, I know it's there. I just don't necessarily need to you know, look at it. But you're not. I am. Now I have to look at myself, and this self-loathing pours over me like I prefer, a waterfall. I prefer if no one looked at it, to be <laughs> honest with you. Um, so... Yeah, I think a slight breeze moved the camera over. Oh, is that what it was? The hawk is up this morning. A little morning chilly in the, in the studio. So, yeah. How about this story? And in and when I was uh, during TMA this morning, like around eight fifty, I saw it. It's the second time in two weeks or three weeks that Mike Schilt is a headline for national news. Right. This guy who really wasn't much of a headline his entire time in St. Louis, no. for the most part, he had the uh, Randy Arozarena captured. Instagram after the beating of the Braves in game five. But other than that, he's just kind of a guy who manages baseball games. Doesn't, you know, didn't really seem all that 
you know, one way or the other. Seemed nice and affable. Right. Obviously, I interviewed him and, you know, didn't know him as well as many of the people who were there on a daily basis. But the point is, I don't know what's going on here, but this is on the front page of ESPN.com this morning regarding the former Cardinal manager. San Francisco Giants coach Antoine Richardson, whose ejection Tuesday led to Alyssa Nacken's historic coaching debut, has accused Padres coach Mike Schilt of yelling an expletive at him that, quote, reeked undertones of racism, end quote. Richardson, who is black, provided a lengthy explanation for his third-inning ejection after San Francisco's 13-2 victory over San Diego. The Giants' first base coach said the incident started with Schilt, who is the Padres' third base coach, approaching the San Francisco dugout. After a brief exchange between the coaches, Richardson said Schilt, who is white, yelled, you need to control that mother effort to the Giants dugout, which prompted Richardson's reaction and ultimately his ejection by umpire Greg Gibson. Said Richardson, quote, Schilt yelled, you need to control that mother effort. At that point in time, I went to the top step and said, excuse me, because I couldn't believe what I heard. At that point in time, Gibson, the crew chief, decided to toss me from the game. I say this because his words were disproportionately unwarranted and reeked undertones of racism when he referred to me as, quote, that mother effort as I was to be controlled or a piece of property or enslaved. I think it's just really important we understand what happened tonight. And the second part that's equally disappointing is that me being tossed by that umpire empowers this coach to continue to have conversations like that with people like me. And that's really unfortunate. That's what happened tonight. Richardson said he did not curse or use any vulgar language at any point during the incident, but was told he was ejected for quote-unquote instigating. Uh, Gabe Kapler, uh, the Giants manager, says, I trust Antoine's judgment 100%. I trust Antoine's judgment on the matter. And I know that Antoine was not out of control at all and that anything that was said to insinuate that he was is totally inappropriate. He did not instigate any part of this. Mike Schilt uh, has not commented at the moment. I got to be real honest with you. What do we call this honesty in media? Mm, mm -hmm. I've called uh, men, women, whites, blacks. Anybody and everybody a mother effer at one point, and I'm very certain that I have been called it. I honestly had no idea that it had any racial overtones. I've never heard that. Well, I think what he's saying is when he uses the term control that, I think that's what he's taking more offense to, saying control that MFR, not using control your coach, control that guy, control that mother effer. That's what he's taking offense to more so than the term itself all right i i may I, i'm not I, saying listen, I, I i'm open to i'm open to being educated i, I suppose is what i would right. say on any topic and i'm not taking a side one way or the other because i'm not in a position to do so but i'm saying that i think given the context of the altercation uh richardson is taking offense to Schilt saying control that before saying the expletive yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, last night my son had a wonderful t-ball practice and he uh, was running around and continued to run around until he finally fell in this puddle that he'd been stomping around in. And I honestly, when it happened, I was like, that eh, kind of got what he deserved. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. However, if another parent would have said, you need to control. Now, I don't know if he would have MF'd my son. That right. might have been a little out of line at right. the four-year-old level, probably around eight is when that starts really getting into its prime. But 
I would have been, yeah, I probably do need to control him a little bit. I wouldn't have viewed it as a piece of property. I would have viewed it as somebody who was out of line, who needed to be put in control, and not because he's some little bat crap Irish guy running around. Right. But maybe I'm missing the mark here. I'm anxious to hear what Mike Schilt has to say. Either way, when I was scrolling through ESPN, uh, like I said, this was in the 8 o'clock hour today, and I'm like, Schilt? I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is somebody who's related to Mike Schilt or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it's Mike Schilt again. And he's here's Mike Schilt again. He had the interview where he, you know, was emotional about getting fired by the Cardinals. I guess that was two weeks ago with Bob Nightingale. Uh-huh. And now he's at the top of ESPN.com for this incident. And I did happen, you know, I, before I come in to do TMA and do Balloon Party, usually it's the Scott Van Pelt Sports Center. And I went back to see him. Like, is he off again? But I guess because he was at Augusta, maybe they gave him a few extra days off. Either way, he wasn't on last night. So I'm watching the normal sports center, which is somewhat, you know, laborious at this point from my standpoint. You give me SVP, I'm in. I don't even care what they're talking about. I'm in, Jackson. But he wasn't on, so I'm watching it. And they're highlighting Alyssa Nacken being the first female coach in Major League Baseball on the field. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I didn't know she got the job. I don't know why she's debuting a week into the season. Oh, she got to debut because the first base coach got tossed. And for a split second, I thought to myself, the hell the first base coach get tossed yeah, like how rare. often does that happen especially with replay now like there but since it was 5 30 in the morning i'm like yeah, i'm gonna move on right, but right yeah right. why why is the first base coach getting tossed right so this is why the first base coach got tossed who knew it was the former cardinal manager who is now just on a a mission kind of on a tear yeah yeah let's, let's see and it's weird that he didn't get tossed last night you know that's kind of a odd thing but well you know that's we're not there so we don't know for sure but uh, i saw she was making her debut which was awesome but yeah, they didn't really throw the uh, explanation of that until I saw it this morning as well. Yeah, it's odd, definitely odd. So I mean, I think I, you know, I'm, I'm just this is I try to adhere to this, hearing both sides of a story. Sure. Um, and Mike Schultz has not commented yet. It is, um, it's a serious accusation. Mm-hmm. Whether it is accurate or inaccurate, it is a serious accuse. It's a serious accus- accusation at all times feel like it might even be more serious in 2022 than it was in 2012 or 2002 to go into to that interpretation of control that mother effer and then say that it, it's got, you know, reeks. It doesn't just say it undertone, it reeks of undertones of racism. Mm-hmm. But that is the headline and that is the quote from the San Francisco Giants first base coach who honestly I'm not familiar with. Um, doesn't mean anything other than I can, I just can't speak to him. I am familiar with Mike Schilt, have interacted Mm -hmm. personally, one-on-one, me and him in his office in Jupiter, Florida. Uh, But, you know, I mean, listen, this is is the story on ESPN.com, and all I know is having used that mother effer probably within the last 24 hours, as a matter of fact, it's never crossed my mind as it had any racial implications. But you elaborate on it, Jackson, and you say, when you say control that, but even then if I say... Yeah, and I'm not saying that that is by definition, this or that, but I think that's what he's at least taking issue with. I don't think he cares if he said, hey, MF or like, what are you doing? That's different than control that MF. That's what he's taking offense to. That's what he's pointing out that reeks of racial undertones. That's not me saying that. That's what he's saying. 65780 is how you can contribute to the presentation by texting in the Air Comfort Service text line. We have people who have said they're leaving mic drops and Jackson's just not playing them. I mean, I just, I want to know why you are not letting the people's voice be heard. 
Uh, sometimes I wonder if you are uh, just trying to keep the people from letting their voices be heard on the show when they leave mic drops. Your explanation, sir. Yeah. I kind of feel like I need to control this mother effer. Yeah, maybe uh, control is needed to take over, but... Um... You know, like I said, fastest 60 minutes in radio. So and it just, we just don't have the time. I mean, some But if love. I said, hey, could you tell me what happened last night with the Cavs and Nets, I bet you'd find the time, wouldn't we? Oh, well, I mean, KD. Anyone better in mid-range. <laughs> Talk about pole vaulting over mouse turds. Control that is now racist. Get the F out of here. That's from the Veiled Prophet. 314. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim, your take on this matter is 100% correct. That's from the 217. Do we give out the text of the day? Yeah, yeah, here. <laughs> it seems like a simple formula to earn it. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty ABC <laughs> poker. You want to win a prize. Yeah. Tim, your take is correct. Oh, right. congratulations. You Which got take? It. Doesn't matter. Doesn't All matter. Of right. All of my takes are correct. Let me tell you something. I'm wrong so often. <laughs> it's startling. Uh, but I was right that my predictionary record is 6-3. and three. You even doubled down on it. Then I came back over the top with a four bet, and then I took down the pot. No, right. yeah, it is six and three. Sixty-seven mm-hmm. percent is what I want to deliver for the people. Right, that's profitable. Covers the juice. Yeah, I got uh, we got Hilton Head this weekend. We got a wonderful field, and oh. I will try to give the people a play. You know what? We got a commercial break, and I will go into the uh, I will go into the tank. Oh, look, I got to tell we got we got Jamie Rivers on the show, and now I got Randy Carricker. Uh <laughs> texting the show, texting me. Not texting the show, texting right. me. It's nice to have the drive time presentations active on the show. Yeah. It's good for our show. Yeah, well, we're the show of records, so. I don't know about that. <laughs> I think if we were ranking the shows of record on this show, we would be the pirates. We would, yeah, we would be. We'd be relegated. Speaking of which, what do we have from the 1970s ABA today? Uh, nothing from the ABA, but something from the NBA. I mean, this is now just basically you playing NBA audio. That's what So What Your Grandma Think has become. Or something with French people playing tennis. That one was rock solid. But I have I have a, uh, there is a soundbite in this clip that will be used in the new open. Wow. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. now you have, you have teased me properly that I'm looking forward to it. Right. Is this recent? Oh, no. Okay. On brand. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Come back with the final segment of Balloon Party. So What Your Grandma Think next here on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions like... Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh. Or... What went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match with you and I? That's a clown question, bro. Now it's time for... So what's your grandma think? All right, you teased me before the uh, the seg. Is it really 10.58? Oh, my God. All right, just play it. I want to hear it because we're, we're already into BK and Ferrario's time. I can't wait to hear this. What's going on? Jam, Jam, tell me about your fiery uh, Francophile, the uh, Parisian torpedo, Tony Parker. Can he continue to be your main butter and egg man and still croak the boys from Big D? Am I being pumped or something? Or you know, pop. So that's clearly from the Spurs and the Tony Parker era. Yeah. What, can I hear the the question again? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did sound like like a character from like like a Depression era reporter. Here we go. Jam, Jam, tell me about your fiery uh, Francophile, the uh, Parisian torpedo, Tony Parker. Can he continue to be your main butter and egg man and still croak the boys from Big D? Am I being punked or something? Or, you know. 
<laughs> what was that? Your main butter and egg man. It's like when I watch Cinderella Man and right. the, the, somebody's covering Russell Crowe's resurgence. Hey, Slugga. <sighs> Slugga. <laughs> got time for a quote. Tell me, what happened there in the second inning? Right. <laughs> He's got the press thing on top right, of his fedora. Exactly. Yeah, smoking like six cigarettes at once. Yeah, if there's one guy I wouldn't do that with, it's it's Pop. No. All right, uh, we got to shut it down. BK and Ferrario are up next. Do we need to do anything else? Are we done? We're good. We're good. All right, there it is. It's been Balloon Party on 101 ESPN. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel anytime. Can I be real with you for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better? You really can do it, but nobody is going to do it for you. Nobody is going to push you out of bed to work out. Nobody is going to make you eat better. But here's the thing. Nobody has to. Because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. Two and a half million people, each doing the Beachbody program that fits our own goals. Over 80 to choose from, some that take just 20 minutes a day. Nutrition plans that teach you how to eat healthy and still enjoy food. What we all have in common is we know it's not easy. So we help each other. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. That's why I'm inviting you to try our amazing Beachbody fitness and nutrition programs. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.